Good morning, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Matthew. Hi, good morning, faithful listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning to the P40 Ministries podcast. This here is your host, Jen, and we are going to be discussing Matthew chapter 20 today, verses 17 through 24. I always read out of the WEB version of the Bible because it is not copyrighted. It is completely in the public domain. So I prefer that because now I don't have to ask for permission to read the Bible. <laughs> I can just read the W.E.B. version and not have to worry about permissions from different versions of the Bible that were copyrighted. Yes, the Bible is copyrighted. The different versions are copyrighted, which I was very surprised to hear about and learn about when I first started doing P40 Ministries. I was like, oh, I can just quote whatever version of the Bible I want. But no, I cannot. I need to basically get permission from the publishing house that published that version of the Bible. So that is why I now read out of the W.E.B. version, though it typically is kind of old-fashioned in language, I suppose. It is not as, um, it is not as old-fashioned as uh, the King James Version or something like that. So I like the W.E.B. version for that reason. Now, my favorite version of the Bible is actually the NLT version, which is what I actually started reading out of when I first started this podcast, but since then I have stopped and I am reading the W.E.B. version. Now, whatever version you usually read out of is absolutely fine. You can read out of whatever version you prefer and uh, just listen along as I read out of the W.E.B. version of the Bible each morning. So grab your cup of coffee, turn with me to Matthew chapter 20, and let's go ahead and read verses 17 through 24. As Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside, and on the way he said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death, and will hand him over to the Gentiles to mock, to scourge, and to crucify, and the third day he will be raised up. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee came to him with her sons, kneeling and asking a certain thing of him. He said to her, What do you want? She said to him, Command that these, my two sons, may sit, one on your right hand and the other on your left, in your kingdom. But Jesus answered, You don't know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I am about to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am going to be baptized with? They said to him, We are able. He said to them, You will indeed drink my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left hand is not mine to give, but it is for whom it has been prepared by my Father. When the ten heard it, they were indignant with the two brothers. Remember how I told you guys on Tuesday that this chapter of the Bible was kind of all about pride? Well, this is another story about pride here, where James and John, or the sons of Zebedee, come up to Jesus and ask something kind of crazy of him. So let's talk about this a little bit. It says in verse 17 that Jesus and his disciples were going up to Jerusalem. 
Now, Passover was nearing. I believe it's probably only a couple weeks away until Passover. So at this time in Jesus's life and in Jewish culture, young men were expected to make the journey into Jerusalem for the Passover each year. So this was a custom. Young men would often make this journey into Jerusalem. And I believe they were actually expected to make the journey if they lived within 15 miles of the city. If they lived further from that, then I don't think they had to make the journey, but it was kind of customary to make the journey and kind of looked down upon if you didn't make the journey from my understanding of the culture. So Jesus and his disciples would have been part of that culture. Jesus would have made that journey into Jerusalem or the capital city every single year for Passover. So this is no surprise to his disciples when they hear that they are going into Jerusalem for the Passover. So they are going to Jerusalem and he's taking his 12 disciples with him. It says that there are no crowds around Jesus at this point because he decided to take the 12 disciples aside. So he took them to some place that was a little bit more quiet, maybe a back road on the way to Jerusalem or something like that. But he took them aside and he's talking to them about the things that are about to happen to him in just a few short weeks. He says, we are going up to Jerusalem and I will be delivered to the chief priests and the scribes. So in other words, I will be arrested. I will be handed over to the people who absolutely hate me. And he says, they will condemn me to death. And in fact, they will hand me over to the Gentiles who are going to kill me. They're going to mock me and laugh at me and scourge me and crucify me. And he says, but on the third day, I will be raised up again. And Jesus calls himself the son of man. And so he's saying all of this stuff about himself. Now, you think that when Jesus is talking about all this crazy stuff that's going to happen to him, that his disciples would be upset or hurt or sad or something like that, or have some sort of reaction. But there is no reaction. (laughs) And considering the fact that the author of Matthew was a disciple himself, it was Matthew, he probably would have written about some sort of reaction that the disciples had, but he didn't write about any reaction because there was no reaction. In fact, I think there was another chapter of the Bible that said this same story, but the disciples didn't understand a word of what Jesus was saying. They were so set on what they thought Jesus was, which was a person who was about to uh, destroy the Roman Empire and get rid of the Romans for them and bring them out of the misery of the Roman rule. They just believed so strongly that that's what Jesus was, that they couldn't wrap their mind around the fact that Jesus was not that. He was not coming to destroy. He was not coming to liberate Israel from Roman rule. He was coming to liberate people from sins, but they could not understand that. So even though Jesus is telling them all these things, it's going straight over their heads. Maybe they, maybe part of them doesn't believe that this is actually going to happen. Maybe uh, they think it might happen, but it'll be fine because Jesus is going to be the 
ruler of Israel, who knows what they think. But it goes straight over their heads. They don't understand it. They have no reaction whatsoever to Jesus telling them these things. And uh, they just continue on their way to Jerusalem with Jesus. But while they're continuing on the way, it says that the mother of the sons of Zebedee comes up to Jesus. Now, the mother of the sons of Zebedee was a woman who I believe often traveled with Jesus and his disciples. She's mentioned several times in the Bible as being part of the women who were around Jesus quite a lot. So this woman who was the mother of James and John comes up to Jesus and she kneels before him. So she recognizes him as the Messiah. She knows who Jesus is and she says, I need to ask you something. So Jesus says, what do you want? And she says, so command that my two sons here, James and John, when you are in your heavenly kingdom, that one can sit on your left and one can sit on your right is what she says. Or she says one on your right and one on your left in your kingdom. Oh, actually, now that I'm seeing this, it doesn't say heavenly kingdom. So maybe she really did think that Jesus was just going to be this uh, mighty warrior who gets rid of the Romans for them. She just says, in your kingdom. But it could be earthly. It could be heavenly. So Jesus answers her. He's like, no, you don't know what you're asking. <laughs> and he's like, and at this point, he starts talking to James and John. And he's like, are you guys able to drink the cup that I am about to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? That's like a tongue twister there. Baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. Um, so he's asking James and John, can you do the stuff that I'm about to do? and suffer the way I am about to suffer. And immediately, they're like, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> they say, we are able. And they don't even think about what Jesus is saying to them. They're just like, yeah, we're going to do that. That's fine. We can do it. So then Jesus says to the two disciples, he's like, well, yeah, you are going to do that. And I, I think I know that Jesus knows that they didn't know what they were agreeing to. They didn't quite understand what Jesus was saying. They didn't have any understanding at all, really, of who Jesus was. And Jesus understands that. And he says to James and John, well, yeah, you are going to suffer in the same way that I am going to suffer. And he says, you are going to drink my cup. You are going to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give. So Jesus, even though he was God, even though he was God's son, he did not think of having this authority here on earth. He didn't try to have this authority. In fact, he actively pushed that authority away and became a servant for all the people of the earth. In fact, they called Jesus the suffering servant. He was a suffering servant. Jesus is so obedient to his father that he's not even going to take the authority to decide who sits on his right hand and left hand in his kingdom. He says, that is not my authority to give. That is being prepared by my father. So we don't know who is going to sit on Jesus's right and left when his kingdom finally comes. Who knows? But it is prepared by the father. So Jesus obediently gives that authority to his father. And to conclude here, it says that when the other 10 disciples heard what Jesus was saying, they were super indignant with the two brothers. 
So they were mad. <laughs> they were upset that these two brothers had the audacity to come up to Jesus and be like, hey, we want to sit on your right and left when your kingdom comes. And they were upset at the two brothers. They were upset at the mother, maybe. But it says that they were indignant, especially towards the two brothers. And it could also be that they were indignant to them because they still didn't understand what Jesus was saying. It's very possible that they thought that Jesus was giving them some sort of praise that they were not getting. So they were jealous. That entire parable that Jesus just spoke to them about being last and being first just went way over their heads. They didn't understand what that parable meant. They didn't understand anything about Jesus, how he grants blessings to people, but that you should not compare yourself and the blessings that you get with the blessings that other people get. It's just a really funny coincidence that these two things are side by side. And I think Jesus knew that they were going to be. And because Jesus is kind of snarky and he has a hilarious character, he tells that parable and then this immediately happens right after that. So if you didn't listen to that episode that I did on Tuesday, definitely go back and listen to that one. It's, it's pretty funny how it's just side by side. So Jesus talks about that parable where you shouldn't compare yourself to other people. You shouldn't try to get better blessings than other people because God blesses everybody equally and he's extremely generous. But that doesn't mean that you should become jealous of what other people have because God is extremely generous. The disciples don't understand this. They become indignant with the two brothers. They think that Jesus just lavished some sort of praise on them because he was like, yes, you're going to uh, drink the cup that I drank and you're going to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. And they just don't understand that Jesus was saying you are about to suffer greatly for the kingdom of heaven. So they didn't understand. It's just, it's such a funny chapter to me. So join me on Tuesday and we will finish out the rest of this chapter and start talking more about Jesus's uh, triumphant entry into Jerusalem. So we are a little bit behind schedule because Sunday is in fact Easter. And I wanted to kind of parallel the Bible with where we're at currently. So that Good Friday lined up with Jesus's crucifixion. But since we only do episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I couldn't really do that. It was kind of hard. Otherwise, I would have had to have been reading whole chapters at a time and explaining them. So it was just a little bit hard for me to really line up the events. So sorry about that. But we will learn about Jesus's death and resurrection in the coming chapters. And they are great to learn any time of the year. It does not matter what time of the year it is. I love reading all about Jesus's death and resurrection. It is great all year round. It applies all year round because it is what Jesus's goal was in coming to earth was to save us from our sins. So sorry about that once again, but I hope you will join me tomorrow for another episode out of Genesis chapter, I believe 42. We are just flying right through Genesis. We are almost done. We are going to be done with Genesis, I believe, in eight more chapters. And then season two will start in Exodus. So I can't believe that there is that many episodes on the P40 Ministries podcast already. That's just so insane to me. It feels like I've only been doing this for a few months, which honestly I kind of have. But since it's a daily podcast, we're really flying through the Bible. So stay tuned for that and look forward to that. And also, if you haven't gone to my website yet, definitely take a look at www.p40ministries.com slash the blog and subscribe to the blog posts. And uh, hopefully I will have one out this Saturday. 
No guarantees this Saturday that I will have one out. But if I do, you will get one in your inbox on Saturday morning. And it's great to subscribe to the blog because on Saturdays I try to have a blog post every week. Like I said, sometimes I don't get them done in time. But I try to have one done every single week so that you guys always have content every single day of the week. Whether it's through listening to the Bible on the P40 Ministries podcast or reading a blog post about the Bible or about some other uh, biblical thing or Christian thing. It's great to have resources every single day of the week so that you get that daily repetitive routine of reading the Bible. But friends and faithful listeners, thank you for tuning in this morning. Have a wonderful rest of your day and happy listening and God bless.